Hello, dear star shines. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Lunchtime Chats. Uh, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina, and I am an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. We have abilities and capacities that are not embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have very unique perspectives that to the uh, events that are happening around us in our world that, um, that are not commonly addressed. So I am here to offer to the best of my ability to provide a liberated perspective so you guys can be empowered in your walk towards your multidimensional sovereignty. So here we are and welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, dear sister Beverly and Carol, thank you for being here. You guys go ahead, say hi, let me know you're here. Um, and I'll go ahead and dive right in. So uh, where do I begin? All right, so first I'm gonna uh, address Dear Star Sign, Dear Star Shine's question. Excuse me, that she, um, see the energy's already moving here, um, that uh, she posed to a previous video I did where I talked about very often um, abuse is our uh, way of being initiated into the telluric realm, particularly sexual abuse. And she was wondering why she wasn't making that connection. She was wondering why that was. So I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that. And then I'm also going to uh, talk about some overlays that are just about to crack that I think you guys will be happy about. And uh, the other thing is a um, uh, to give you guys some further uh, insight on how to deal with the uh, Syrian Stargate that is open and free flowing for the next, for an extended period of time. So, all right, so let's begin with the um, conversation about um, sexual abuse often being an initiation to the Tuluric realm. So this is a teaching slash insight that um, I was educated on by working with dear sister Starshine, uh, Barbara Hanclau. Um, I, I mentioned her a lot in these talks, especially in the past. I studied um, with her. Uh, every year she would go to Lilydale, New York up until 2012, where she would do these multidimensional activations. And this is the um, work that she writes about alchemy of the nine dimensions. Um, leading up to the writing of that book, she was doing these activations at Lilydale, New York, uh, exploring these dimensions, these lenses and how they work and how they activate within people and how to facilitate. And so pretty much it was a group effort to flush out the work that eventually led to her, um, her writing about it in Alchemy of the Nine Dimensions. By the time 2012 came around, she um, released that those writings and, and uh, in addition to some insights about um, Johann Kalman's work in uh, working with the Mayan calendar. She called it the Mayan code. So this is a massive body of work um, that took an entire collective to bring forward. So I'm going to try to, um, I'm gonna try to bring it forward as clearly as I possibly can in this discussion. So one of the facets to the teachings is working with the seven chakra model. So this is the Vedic teachings of energy centers that are anchored in the body along the spine, 
Well, so some versions of the teachings say they're anchored along the spine. Other versions of the teachings anchor them to specific endocrine glands. So within our um, endocrine system. Now that particular energy system was brought to humanity after the great cataclysm where the great often known as the great flood. And this was to assist humanity in the story is this to assist humanity to um, come further into their bodies. And there are arguments that, that it was anchoring a control system. Um, when I was encountering those teachings, it was through the Hyperboreans and what I felt from them that it truly was a gift of love um, given to humanity to help us move forward from the great cataclysm. And uh, so the seven chakra model is, you know, the, the rainbow installing a, a system of, uh, of um, vortices within the body that that correlate to the rainbow so you have the red being the root the orange being the sacral the the gold being the solar plexus the green being the heart uh blue being the throat uh the third eye being violet and then white being white slash indigo being the crown so these vortices are more than just vortices they're more than, than just spinning wheels of light they're also our doorway into accessing a certain kind of multidimensional consciousness. And uh, the model that she teaches is, um, well, in the version that she wrote about, it's 10 dimensions, but it's actually 11. Uh, and that is something that um, got flushed out way later. And I don't know if she's written any updates about that or not. And this particular model has the, um, the one more chakra above the crown that um, the Palladians refer to or have referred to as the eighth chakra. And the um, different indigenous masters that I worked with call it the Huaracocha. And that is the doorway to the center of the Milky Way galaxy. So many of us star seeds have encodements that take us way beyond this particular model. But up until you know, this work was really getting integrated through the collective, you know, that that was the primary way that we um, awoke to our multidimensional awareness. And that is these, and this is true even when you're awoke beyond the nine dimensions or beyond the 11 dimensions, these are nesting dolls of realities that create this reality. For example, we have the isness, the, the void, then the isness. And then from the isness, there's this perception of we separate out of the isness in the form of a sound wave as a tone, a soul song. And from that soul song, it creates the geometry of our light body. And from our light body, we explore these realities via our soul's journey, which, which we access within the Akasha. And then from there, we explore ourselves through a collective. And then from there, we explore ourselves um, in this 3D bio suit and then uh, or this 3d reality i should say this this three-dimensional realm and then and then there's the telluric realm and then there's the heart and mind of the pachamama that's that's um in great summation right there so as you uh this model isn't completely out the window there's still these nesting dolls like i say but um many of us starseeds are woke far beyond this so some of this may feel kind of heavy the way i'm going to explain it 
And uh, but before I go into that, I want to also mention that many of us who who have awoke beyond the galactic plane, beyond the the cosmic mind, and are working on the quantum levels, we don't have um, our energy system is changing. We don't necessarily have that rainbow um, separated out like that within our energy field. For many of us, it's um, three main energy centers that are pure. Uh, pure white platinum light. And that is the um, the three main energy centers could be equated to the different Dantians taught in, um, in Taoist practices, which is the lower Dantian, middle Dantian, and upper Dantian. So I just want to put that out there before, <laughs> before I go into these lenses like this. So, you know, we these bodies are hyperdimensional and these lenses that have or veils that have kept us blind to who we are as multidimensional beings are lifting 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 so up until the moment of the moment where they were lifting at the level that they're lifting uh we had to get activated in certain ways to have lenses these these lenses which are the those those chakras i'm talking about open up so we can actually perceive these levels and it just so happens that the sacral um the sacral and uh is is a lens for two realities it's the lens for the telluric reality which is the um the realm of of the elementals of elemental consciousness but it's also this 3d realm as well so that lens is shut down until it's not and very and, and the reason why this um abuse and trauma that i'm talking about is a very often the initiation um it's not always especially nowadays right um this is just um in the context of what how i was talking about it in the past in that other chat is um the it's because they're shut down and waking up to ourselves in our elemental reality means um getting in touch with our sexuality uh, the expression of our divine creator consciousness which is our sexual energy our I hesitate to use the word tantric because that also has been severely twisted and distorted. But some people may call it tantric, tantric energy. So the arousal energy, the orgasmic energy, that is um, that is an expression of our source, our our infinite nature, our soul's nature, our creative force. And when um, people are initiated into certain uh, systems of ceremonial work it is in the form of having um that awakened and in the abuse kind of way you know it's awakened by an adult with a child and that's why i would call that abuse sometimes it's done lovingly and sometimes it's not and a lot of times especially the satanic stuff and the dark force stuff right it's done um in a very uh, abusive way. And the reason why it's done um, with malicious force is to create trauma so that part of the person's biosuit can be easily taken over by other forces. And that's what this is all about. This is why the this is how the royal lines get get hijacked is by hijacking the divine feminine force, the 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 uh, sacred temple within the woman's womb space. So it starts off with 
creating hybrids, right? It starts off with creating hybrids and then it goes into creating more offspring that are committed into this particular dark lineage. And, um, and that means that, you know, the, uh, the adults within that uh, webbing, um, you know, they commit their children into the webbing as well, which means they're, they're, they're contracting their children out to be uh to be to be a uh to be taken over by these forces i know this is really dark stuff really dark stuff that i'm talking about and this is the stuff that's coming to a close because the outer nesting dolls that are beyond that 11d field you know that are more that, are, that we're woke to on a quantum level are no longer giving permission are no longer in uh are no longer structurally supporting that behavior those 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 pieces that i'm talking about so each of the lenses let me just go through what each each lens is so the root is the, our connection to the pachamama and in the pleiadian model our root is synonymous with the frequency of the core of the earth so in energetic actuality our root is the core of the earth itself it's not actually located in the body, though we access it through the body, right? It's the perineum, right? Um, but frequency-wise, resonance-wise, it's in it is the core of the earth. And then, so then there's that lens, and then we have the sacral lens, which is our ability to perceive the telluric realm and our ability to engage through our bodies this 3D realm. And then we have the solar plexus, which is our, which is the uh, the eye that acts, gives us access to the collective field around us. And this is a collective field that has many nesting dolls within it. And I've done lots and lots of chats about this collective field. It's still happening, absolutely. Um, for a lot of people, it's cleaned up. For a lot of people, it's not. Right now, the collective is in the process of waking up out of the different artificial structures within that within that field that um, cause them to be in reversal relationship to their true nature, to mother nature. So this is in the process of unraveling on a collective level. And then you have the heart, which is the the eye that gives you access to um, to feeling uh, multidimensional access to your infinite nature. So this is the accessing the Akashic records, for example, is done through the heart, pure, um, innocent, creative energy. This is the lens of the heart. And this is also the lens in which a lot of people collect, uh, connect with the Palladians through. Okay. And then the next lens, the throat lens, which is the way we would access Syrian knowledge, which is the light body knowledge, which is the sixth dimension. That is the geometry behind all form. So, so the heart lens gives us access to the ability to heal our now to by addressing uh, things in the past. So it's introducing, it's an initiation for us stepping out of linear time and going into cyclical time, which is closer to what the true nature of time is. It's cyclical in nature. So the Palladians help us with that as, as well as many other things. Um, and then you have, um, and then you have 
the the level of stepping outside of time and that is the light body frequencies and that is something that the syrians have been the guardians of for many many thousands of years for humanity and this is why very often collectives present themselves as a syrian palladian alliance because it is us stepping it is a frequency that pulls us out of the uh linear time the collective field and brings us closer to the um, the infinite cyclical nature of time. So how we are now does not need to be how we are in the next moment. And we can heal our light body, which instantly heals the timelines we've been exploring with our with our life force energy. And therefore we change our here and now. Within the blueprint, within the light body contains all the ways you're gonna heal, all the ways you're going to get sick, all the ways you're going to uh, pass all the different experiences that your soul is looking for all or I should say your quantum is intending to have okay now soul is very individuated but when you start going into these other levels they're they're close they're more in a quantum sense and they're not as in individuated so this is why soul groups experience the same experiences because it's a it's a collective within this other other level of who we are that is coming forward for particular experiences. And then the third eye um, is the lens uh, for the is the lens for frequency for perceiving frequency. And frequency creates shape. Okay, so so it's us getting to a not outer more outer nesting doll of what's creating our here and now reality, in which case it's frequency. And then you have your crown, of course, which accesses the all that is perception, what many people might refer to as God, goddess, the I am presence. And then you have the um, the eye that the lens that is within the Wetokocha, and that is our direct access to the galactic mind, which up until recently, when I say recently in the past, you know, maybe decade or so has been the black hole in the sun and Milky Way galaxy. But many of us have awoke to nesting dolls beyond that. And it's no longer the black hole. It's the white and black hole together in unity consciousness as, and, and it's uniting the galactic mind. So it's not in a polarity, it's it's existing outside the polarity. So that's the gift working with your Wetokocha offers you. Okay, so this system this energy system, the chakra system, like I said, is getting upgraded as we wake up to more and more nesting dolls of who we are. Some, and actually a lot, still use this system because they've been able to bypass the other kinds of control systems, implants, other stuff um, that have been controlling mechanisms within our chakra system. And then, of course, there's others that are choosing to uh, to let go of the of the chakra system as taught by the Vedic teachings and are um, unifying on a much more outer nesting doll level. So the more nesting dolls you awake to, the more opportunities you opportunities you have to transcend that structure and with it, the control systems that come with that structure. OK. And this is where a lot of star seeds come up with the idea of chakra removal. Now, I know that goes against the teachings that a lot of people deeply believe in. And I'm not here to say one's right or one's wrong. I'm not. I'm just giving an understanding of how they function in the awakening journey. 
as to us to your own sovereignty as a multidimensional being so um and the powers that be were, you know, the one, the dark forces were heavily invested in having us give up the sovereignty of our physical body. And that is done through trauma and shame programming and guilt programming. Okay. And maybe this gives you a little, little more perspective on why religions teach what they teach, right? Um, the whole idea of being born a sinner. Now I was really blessed because my mom never believed that my mom, my mom taught me because um, she grew up in a very traditional Christian household. Um, my mom taught me that uh, from a very young age that, you know, don't you don't have to believe anything that the church tells you. We go to church to belong to community, to have a community, to have a wholesome community to be supported by and to be in connection with. So she told me personally, she does not believe any ounce of her being did she believe that, that, um, we were, it's possible to be born a sinner. So I, I was liberated from that program at a pretty young age. My mom was rather um, ahead of her time uh, while she was alive. Anyway, so um, this is why I'm saying that about the abuse is that the goal is to, at that time, was to get people to relinquish their sovereignty. And the more you are out of your body, the less, the less command, less sovereignty, the less presence you have with your body. So when you have other forces, when you leave your body and other forces come in, they take, they take over and they have command of that part of you. They have command of those lenses. They have command of how you multidimensionally perceive and therefore alters your body chemistry and how you can engage in this world. So if you, so what it looks like is profound, profound victimhood, profound powerlessness, helplessness, and being kind of frozen in that state and having to operate in this world in that state. And then of course, our ego driver does what it does, which is to protect us at all costs. It starts um, creating a persona, starts building masks, starts building things to protect us from, um, from the pain, from you know the powerlessness. So a lot of times people who feel extremely insecure inside, extreme powerlessness inside, they will actually project the opposite from them, you know, uh, that they will present themselves as really big energy and in total command and having total control, which is a mask. And, and that is how, and that is how we get even further away from our truth. We start believing that we are this mask and therefore we just keep going in that path of disempowerment because we are steeped within that disempowerment triangle which is the three corners are victimhood perpetrator and savior okay a lot of people really get stuck especially light workers get stuck in the savior role not recognizing how it's disempowering everybody involved okay <clears throat> so this is why it's so important for star seeds for light workers to realize that you can't help people unless they want to meet you and how you can help them if they want help they're going to meet you in that and together you you are able to work to make change to to reclaim what needs to be reclaimed or retrieve what needs to be retrieved you know what i mean you can find you can help pull them out of that disempowerment triangle only when they're ready and willing.
if they're not ready and willing, there's nothing we can do for, for them. Okay. There's nothing we can do for them because then we start stepping in as savior, which when we fail, because they're not doing what they need to do to save themselves, then they become our victim because we failed them. You see what I mean? So, so just reflect in your own world, how many times you've experienced that kind of dynamic. And that's, you know, and this is what we're decoding right now as light workers, as star seeds, as light warriors is how to awaken, how to do our part in awakening and uh, helping our brothers and sisters to their sovereignty of who they really are to, to their real power as infinite beings in a bio suit waking up waking up to how they are fully creating this reality now in light body we're about to step into dark force training and this is something that is not taught often and actually i don't know many actually it's i, I only know maybe a handful of humans on this planet that teach true dark forces and i'm not talking about how to use dark forces like sorcery i'm talking about how to mitigate it in a way where it doesn't create more victimhood more tragedy where you can mitigate it in a way where you are not stepping into being a savior you are not stepping in as in battle mode in any way shape or form quite literally it's an alchemy practice to unify the the war that's happening to bring connection peace recovering of memory recovering of personal power through the interaction when it's done right the person ends up feeling stronger more empowered and more at peace when it's not done right then they're going to be in they're going to be in battle mode until they're not right so this is really exciting that it's all happening the way that it's happening. But I understand that when you are on the receiving end of it, it's extremely, extremely intense. And at many moments, hopeless. It feels that way. It feels hopeless. It feels, you know, like, like, you know, you're going down this black hole <laughs> where there's no recovery. But there is, there is recovery. There is possible um, absolutely it's possible to come back from that the thing is we need to be willing to let go of the mask we need to be willing to let go of who we thought we were all the stories we tell ourselves that define us i am this i am that right being willing to let go of those stories so a new perspective can be realized a more outer nesting doll of reality can be realized and once you go beyond the nesting doll of where the the dark force is happening that is where you find the power that is where you find the ability to alchemize the the, the war and these inner the conflict within these more inner nesting dolls so this is how you are able to decode trauma this is how you're able to decode um uh intense fragmentation okay <clears throat> so I'm wondering if there's, yeah, I think there's more, there's more to be said on that. I'm going to put that to the side for a minute and start talking about some of these overlays in the collective that we're cracking out of. This is really cool um, because uh, when we 
address the, the collective field on the level that it exists, right? That, that whole game, that whole playing field is set up for us, for us to be disempowered and, and to fail. The trick is getting beyond that nesting doll into the outer nesting doll and realizing that these forces penetrate because we are doing things to participate in the penetration. And this is, I'm talking about the collective field. And this is the story I have to reflect this. So there's a show, a dear sister Starshine said, Christina, you gotta watch this. <laughs> there's, um, cause evidently there's a, there was a guy in there that talks a lot about the kinds of things that we do in light body, the work that we're doing in light body. And the further into the episode she gets, the more um, it's, you know, he touches on these pieces that we work with, especially the part about empowering ourselves through dream time, um, the grid work, the transmission work, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, and this is a show called Truth Seeker, and it's hosted by Elizabeth Howe, who's been in the disclosure field for decades, decades and decades. And this is a show that's on um, Gaia TV. I'm only a couple of episodes in, um, but she said something so poignant, so, so poignant, because this is what I see really making a crack within the control systems within that collective field. It's making that crack so people can see the bigger picture. They can see beyond those blinders into a more expanded nesting doll. And that is, um, he was explaining, um, he was talking about different ETs that they're engaged with. And there is a collective of humans that are heavily engaged in the exopolitics of the galactic and cosmic realm, okay? They are engaging in empire, which is the power of dynamics I talk about a lot. And they're also engaging in benevolent ones that are beyond the empire control. So, so that's one piece is that there are a collective of, human, of humans engaging and it's an international effort. It's not just one nation doing it. Okay, it's not just one nation doing it. And these beings, you have to be able to meet them in their frequency in order to communicate, which means a lot of the um, what some might call the shadow government, the, the oh, no, the, there's a deep state, you know, that kind of stuff that is at a particular frequency that um, cannot exist within the frequency of these other um, interdimensional ET beings that are being interacted with. So this is really good news because this means they have to be the ones engaging with them have to be a frequency match. They have to be able to expand themselves into that level of consciousness in order to have that kind of communication and to have that kind of help to have them help. Okay. Remember there's no saviors here. We have to help ourselves. So, so quite literally, um, when you're getting into the exopolitics and the other humans of this planet that are engaging, they are engaging, engaging in a benevolent, you know, in a, with benevolent ETs, which means they're acting for the good of all. They're not acting just in, for personal gain. Now, the kind of there are ETs, of course, malicious ones that that entice and bait um, our deep state. And this is our deep state. We call that, and that's what it is in the U.S. But it's an international. Um, um, infiltration. It's throughout the entire planet. All the governments are, you know, all the major governments of our planet are engaged in 
the deep state um, manipulation. So the, they only can reach the, the malicious ones. They only can work with the ones that don't have human awakening and sovereignty at heart. They are manipulating timelines. They're manipulating human consciousness. They are you know, sucking life force. They're setting up a, a system to continue to feed off of the infinite life force energy that's available on this planet via humans and other species. But these benevolent ones are also getting engaged with, which means, you know what I mean, that there there is a counter force. There is a force that is beyond that nesting doll of, pow of power over dynamics. There's mitigation going on, which is great. Sorry, I got digre I digressed on the story. So this is, so what he said was he was he started talking about these benevolent ETs know and have um, gauged the human consciousness on this planet and was saying that 80% of the humans on this planet are completely okay with the perception, with the idea, with the acknowledgement that there are ETs. We're not alone in this realm and that we are, and there are extraterrestrial interdimensional beings interacting with us in this realm and that they are benevolent. That's 80% of humanity is aware of that and at peace with that. Okay. But Elizabeth like cut him off right there. And she's like, but it's not real until it's on the cover of the New York times of, um, uh, and she named all these different news organizations. And what I, what I saw happening there is that she inserted this program. It was subconscious. It's not real until these structures acknowledge it as real. Okay, that is an overlay program that is falling, 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 falling. And we can see this in the news and in, in what we see happening. You know, the ratings of legacy media are at an all time low. Okay, they're at an all time low. And that is because people are waking up and realizing that they are not being told the truth. They, they are not what they present themselves to be. And this is great news because the majority, the majority of humans do not accept that overlay as the real reality anymore. You see what I mean? So this is a moment to celebrate. She was injecting that because that's the program that that is what humans believed in a collective level for a very, very long time. Especially in the West, you know, ever since uh, World War II, you know, we were glued to the news. We relied on the news. We trusted our news reporters that they had the best interest at heart and they truly were seeking truth and re were reporting it, which many were. But at the same time, that's been hijacked, inverted and reversed. And I mean, that goes as far back to the um, crack epidemic that happened here in, in the United States. Um, Mr. Webb, I can't remember his first name. He was a reporter that found out that the CIA was behind all of the uh, cocaine traffic coming into our government, coming, coming into the United States and cutting it with other things and turning it into crack. So it was more affordable. It was all an effort to hijack the, um, the inner city, the, um, the African-American populations. It was meant to undermine their society. He 
that was front page news, guys. I think this was, yeah, this was in the 80s. Front page news, okay? Truth was still being able to be spoken through our news media. But then it all got hijacked. It all got spun around. And he eventually, I mean, he, he had death threats. He had to go into hiding, all this stuff. He didn't stop working. But um, he did eventually get canceled out and, and snuffed out. Um, so this, um, this falling away of having certain kinds of integrity with the, you know, being an integrity with the ideas that we had about it has been going on for several decades. And now it's tatters, it's tatters, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I, I saw the news about the fire in uh, Maui right? Which is very significant, guys, on an interdimensional level. Very, very significant. And there's more to be fleshed out about that. But all in all, these, th these data sets that, that I'm getting from the different sources are showing me that we're cracking open, we're cracking past some of the really big uh, uh, systems that have been keeping humanity shut down and clueless to what is really happening to the true nature of our reality. Okay. This is really great news. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll, I'll pause right here for a second. Cause there's something more that, uh, that I need to mention. Hold on. <sighs> Let me know if you guys are um, picking up what I'm putting down with this. Okay. The next layer is this idea that if our government falls, then it's total anarchy and mayhem. This too is an apocalyptic program that has been inserted into the consciousness of humanity for many decades via Hollywood. Well, and also books, right? There have been post-apocalyptic stories being released to the masses for many, many, many decades. And then there's also dystopian stories being released to the public for many, many decades. And one of the stories that come to me is Brave New World. I don't know if you guys remember that book. We had to read it in school. It was required reading in, in like seventh grade or something like that. And this is a story of humanity no longer, um, well, there's no longer families. Everybody is born artificially and, um, and there were a lot of values that were adopted that were not not of um, integrity with nature. And the story unfolds where they realize that the ruling elite, so to speak, of that society was actually um, lying to everybody in the society. They believed that all of the people living outside their bubble city was um, were heathens and were suffering and they were, you know, they were this and they were that. When actually the people on the outside of the bubble wanted liberation <laughs> and fairness um, for the ones inside this constructed society. And they, uh, you know, they, they uh, were not what they were told they were. And then you have many other dystopian stories. This is all to implant this idea that we have to have these artificial systems in place in order to thrive, in order to be happy, in order to be healthy. And this is not true. This is not true at all. Okay. Um, Mad Max, another great example, another uh, post-apocalyptic 
post-apocalyptic program inserted into the subconscious of humanity. So we will hold on to these systems for dear life, thinking that, you know, we are all going to suffer and die and live in total anarchy and barbarism without these systems in place, when really these systems are the ones that are against nature, that are against cosmic, uh, cosmic nature, against our true nature, our spirit, against they are quite literally the opposite of what um, we need to thrive as a collective, to thrive in harmony with mother nature. And it's the exact opposite of what what they're showing us, teaching us is the exact opposite of what we need to do in order to survive, make it through the, um, the what we call global warming, the ecological changes that are happening here on this planet. We are built when we're multidimensionally awoke, we are built to work in harmony with mother nature in harmony with each other okay we are literally programmed and built on a deep deep level to be that way to live in a tribe to be good caretakers of all life in the lands that we live in but the system that's in place is the exact opposite of that we give all our power over to the system and the system's supposed to take care of us meantime they are the system is creating, um, reaping resources by pretty much raping and pillaging third world countries of their resources. I mean, this is what's been going on in Africa. This is what's been going on in Central and South America. Okay. It's been going on. Um, these, these companies come in and, you know, they mine or they do whatever, and it poisons the water. It, it kills the ecosystem and, you know, tribes are left without food and without clean water. And, you know, they're left to, um, to desertion and misery um, because of the way the resources are extracted. That is not good custodianship, custodian, custodianship. Yeah, that's the word custodianship. That is, that is power over dynamic. That is abuse of the Pachamama. So the green movement has a lot of narratives within it. And you know what? I love the idea of electric cars. I do. I love the idea of having, uh, transportation that that we're, where we don't have to extract the um, oil and other resources in the way that we do because there's a lot of damage that's done every time we have an oil spill or an oil volcano or whatever I mean it damages life so the problem but the problem the solution to the problem is not what they're saying it is because they it still requires extracting resources from companies that do not have respect for the earth or the populations of the lands that they're extracting these minerals from. Great example is what's going on in the Amazon. The entire planet needs the Amazon. The entire planet needs that consciousness to, um, to thrive for all life. It's not just for those that live on that land. The entire planet really reaps the benefit of the Amazon being in existence. But they are, um, they're selling all that land off. They're taking the land from the indigenous. They're doing all sorts of atrocious things to extract minerals and resources. And a lot of it is for soybean and for the minerals to make solar panels and other things that are being made popular within the green movement. You know, like I, I, uh, for, 
considerable amount of time uh, lived with a plant-based diet. Okay, now you know that they're moving towards, um, they're targeting now making, uh, you know, promoting veganism, right? I'm not saying it's right for everybody, but some people it's right for. But the kind of veganism that they're promoting is not the kind of veganism that's used by people that um, do healing diets. You know, tofu is not a not a staple. It's not a good staple for uh, a vegan diet, right? Um, there, there's lots of other pieces like you know the fake meats that they make that, that they make that is really not good for the human body. It is not healing for the human body. It's not nurturing. So again, they're taking something that in the past has been an idea, a, um, a medicine that has been used to heal people of cancer and other kinds of um, really um, intense health crises, right? And they are shifting it into something that's distorted that creates more unhealth, more disconnection, more pain and trauma on humanity. So we're waking up out of these systems um, because inside we're no longer having it. We're no longer allowing it where we are going. Oh, and this is where the, the Syrian Stargate comes in. Where we are going is being shown to us through this energy, this, this stellar slash cosmic energy that is bombarding our planet, our, our solar system, our planet right now. And that is us waking up to the truth of who we are. We have to be in our truth. And that truth is not these masks, these ego drivers. It's not these lies that we've been told. It's not the trauma dramas our, we and our ancestors have been living for generation after generation. The truth is that we are deeply, deeply loved and cared for and held by um, cosmic mother, cosmic father. Some might call divine mother, divine father. We are held our reality is literally held with so much love that that truth is inside of us. And this is where we can reclaim the encodements pouring through us as being each and every human being a sacred child of the cosmos, a sacred child of the divine. This is where we're going. This is what the Stargate energy, the Syrian Stargate energy is pushing us towards. But that means we have to wake up to these outer nesting dolls of who we are as multidimensional beings. We quite literally dream this reality into being from those quantum levels of us. We dream it into being. Our spirit pulls the encodements to this bio suit us to integrate with and then create from and that is how we recreate what's called heaven on earth the idea of heaven on earth and of course those teachings have been distorted too but <laughs> the the fact is is that these outer nesting dolls that we've been living with for so long many thousands of years are no longer supported you know, these outer nesting dolls are, are experiencing a unification on a very deep quantum level. And that's trickling down through the realms to our realm in the here and now. Many of us are waking up to the fey realm, to the elemental realm, which is another facet of what we do in light body. This is so potent. And for people who aren't ready 
or for people who have a lot of masks and blinders to the true connection that we have with the Fey realm, you know, they have a, they go into major crisis mode when they interact at a certain level with these beings, such as Sasquatch, a great example. The Sasquatch have been reaching out to humanity very carefully, very gently for, for decades. Okay. Now they're coming out much more full force ever since 2012, they've really been reaching out strong and, and you might wonder like, why, why do they have to, you know, uh, work with us? Why does it take us so long to wake up? And it's because we have bio suits and we have DNA. And as we wake up to these nesting dolls, it activates a dance, a different step in the dance of our DNA, which means it blasts out with force the things that shut down the DNA in the first place, which is trauma, shame, guilt, programming, okay? Uh, dark force magic, ceremonial magic, all that abuse gets, gets blasted out of our system as this aspect of our DNA dance comes online. And the Sasquatch wake up that DNA dance. This is why they start off keeping themselves far away and then as you cultivate the relationship, as you integrate with the frequencies that they bring to you, which across the board, everybody reports, first thing you have to do is heal your heart. You have to heal your heart, your connection to love. You have to, okay. Um, that as that happens more and more and more, people soften, people begin to have more compassion for themselves, for others, their feminine, masculine aspects within them start to wake up. And once they get to a certain threshold of waking up, then they are prepared to unify. And in the unification, this is where harmony happens. Deep harmony inside the bio suit, which translates to harmony in this realm. And this is what Bassyrian Stargate is supporting. And lightworkers, star seeds, way showers, you guys, I'm sure you're feeling the pieces here. And this is why so many people in the collective are saying this is a very potent time to create because we need to step into our masterful creator consciousness. The one that the part of us that has the ability to change this world. And of course it starts inside and then it ripple effects like this. So the things to be looking at is harmonizing the male female aspects and then after they harmonize and the mental programs clear out the mental lies the implants all that stuff as this, as those things clear out then you start to become more enlightened in the sense that then now these these two aspects of you can come together and unify see once they unify we wake up to a reality where there is no need for an enemy there's no need for an enemy anymore. That means no more wars, no more battles, no more inner battles with self, no more external battles with the opposite sex, no, no more external battles with other humans. It's now we see all humans as part of a unified family, a unified tribe of sacred children. That's what we're going towards. And for many of you, this is not new what I'm saying, but I, I'm saying this to you from a very integrated aspect within my own, within my own self. So there's a transmission in what I'm saying here in the, in this way that 
Harmony is where it's at. You are a sacred child. And those encodements are pouring in to not just you, but all the life around you. And so now this is where we do our work. This is where we show up and do what it is we're here to do. Just to forgive. Bring harmony. Bring compassion. Okay. Honor life for the miracle that it is. And there are plant beings also from the Fey realm and other realms from Mother Nature that are also stepping forward to assist us with this process. Okay. Many plant medicines are here to assist us in this process. And I'm not talking about the ones that create um, psychedelics, though they, they have their place. But then again, that also gets abused, right? But there's other, there's other plant beings that are here to help us harmonize, like rosemary, lavender, mugwort, calendula, rose. Now, all the life on this planet has cosmic origins. And some of them are embodiments of the divine spirit itself, such as rose, such as tobacco. Okay. There's many, many, many other ones coming forward too. Um, um, impatience. These are flowers. Uh, the peonies, another beautiful plant consciousness coming forward to help us unify the day lilies the tiger lilies okay those are really potent forces to help us center okay and help us reinform us on a subconscious level so we can appreciate being in the moment more often make it more make it more easily accessible for us so if you find yourself extremely scattered you can sit with the image of the day lily in your mind in your heart and call forward with gratitude the support of that plant consciousness and she will quite literally bloom inside of you and in that pull you into the here and now moment hello dear sister luna rio she says rose and violets have been coming through for me a lot lately yes exactly exactly so with masters that I've trained with, they talk about um, the, the lower world, middle world, upper world, and that the upper world is a mirror of what this world is. So all the beings that we see in this world exist in the upper world as well. So there are, in the upper world, there are the plant kingdoms, right? There's also the, um, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, this is the Sunni which is a sacred tree, the Samoma, another sacred tree. These trees are profound. They hold profound knowledge. They hold profound gateways for humans to dream within, to access um, other levels of their quantum, their quantum being. And this is something that the indigenous of the Amazon have known for generations upon generations. Um, there, there's more plants too that are that are coming forward here. Oh dear, 
there's there's one that <laughs> that's got my awareness, but I don't know the name of this. Actually, I've been looking for the name of this plant. They have the most amazing aroma. They remind me of jasmine, but they grow here in um, Central South America. They're a jungle um, flower. It's a it's a white flower with the yellow inside, and their aroma is so intoxicating, very very strong. I, I catch whiffs of them as I walk the streets here. And then we also have um, Climatus and Honeysuckle. Those two are potent plant forces. So the Fae and Elemental Realm are reaching out to us to wake up to them so they can work with us. Because as we work with these species as conscious beings, it, it expands, it accelerates the expansion of our own consciousness. And it helps bring more grace and ease in our path of moving forward and releasing, letting go of the trauma dramas that have participated, participated in shutting down our DNA dance, shutting down our consciousness. Plumera. I, I believe so. Oh, Plumeria. Uh, yeah, you know, that I haven't seen, I don't know, darling. I do love the smell of that flower. I don't know if I've actually seen that in person. Hold on a second. I'm going to Google it. Uh, Siri, Google Plumeria. Plumeria. I'm not saying it right. Siri, Google Plumeria. Nope, it's not going to do it while I'm, while I'm here with you. I'm going to look that up, darling, and I'll, I'll uh, let you know. Um, the person I asked told me the Spanish name. <laughs> and unfortunately, it didn't stick with me. I'm still working at uh, integrating the Spanish language into my brain. I'm having a, a little bit of a hard time. <clears throat> I think it's because... Well, there's lots of reasons, um, but one of them is that I'm a fixed, I'm a fixed sign. So I'm, I have a, a real a solid structure within my, within my, um, the way I think. Anyway, so with all of this said, maybe that puts more into perspective why I say things, thing like, like things are until they're not, you need to let go of who you think you are because these masks are built on lies. It's not built on the truth of who we are, which is we are a sacred child of the cosmos. This bio suit is sacred, is a sacred gift given to your infinite nature so you can experience this reality, okay? Um, and reality is as malleable as dream, as dream time is, okay? The reason why it feels like it's so solid is because it's collectively held, okay? And this is why it's so significant for the collective to wake up out of these structures because reality can start to become more malleable again and we can quite literally create heaven on earth through miracles by working with nature and not against nature, you know, because now we're harmonious inside of ourselves and now we can harmoniously work with the forces of nature to create, to bring forward the nurturing, the sustenance, the beauty, the 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 safety. Else, I'm even going to say that, right? The security of and the feeling of truly being held. Okay. And that is my message for you guys today. I hope this is helpful. Um, as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this 
this conversation, the space you guys hold is so exquisite and, and helps me put voice to these things. Um, you know, I was sharing with uh, uh, some of the facilitators in, in Lightbody is that, you know, I have all this stuff inside, but until I'm asked, I don't know to say it. I don't know to, <laughs> to how, you know, that it needs addressed. And as soon as I'm asked, the answer, you know, the, the, the knowledge comes. But until I'm asked, it's just, you know, it's just inside, just, uh, and I'm just humming along doing my thing. And, uh, and so it's important that this is a collective we process. Oh, one more thing I want to throw in here, this collective we process, this is essential. We need to not let this go. This is a collective process. And this is why so many of us who have been on this acceler acceleration journey mindfully and purposefully, this is why we go to come to places and then it feels like we're in a holding pattern. Okay. That's because we're in this holding pattern because a certain um, critical mass needs to be reached on a collective level for us to keep going. And I know in the past that has been perceived as something that holds us back, but that's, but that's a misperception. It's that, you know, once we're in this holding pattern, now we help everybody, all our brothers and sisters that are saying yes to waking up, we help them, we reach out, we nurture, we love, we connect, we bring forgiveness and compassion to all the ones around us that are in the frequency to receive that. And that's us doing our part to help that collective meet us where we're at. So then we can continue to go on. Okay. So this is, one of the many reflections on how important it is for us to keep in mind that it's a we game. It's not a me game. It's a we game. Okay. You're only going to get so far on your own, but after that, you need a community. You need a tribe to be working with you, you know, to be working together to unravel these pieces so you can move on to the to the next levels whatever those levels are for you and we're all in different stages we're all in different um we're all in different frequencies of tribes okay unless you're not in a tribe and if you're not i i, I hope and pray for you that you'll find the one that's right for you that you get the love and support you need and you also get seen in the love and support that your presence offers all right thank you darlings Mwah. until next time Oh, and also, please like, subscribe to these videos. This will help us get out to other people that need to hear these messages. All right. Bye-bye, darlings.